0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com
1: match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Hey, all seven rounds at heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. College basketball is back. Therefore, we'll be talking about Coach K's final tour. I know AJ is excited. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the master of all, Maxion Madness. And with me as always is AJ, why not Purdue Marchese? You
1: think it's their year, Rob, in both football and
0: basketball? Uh, no, I think their basketball program is um, It's going to be like the inverse of what's happening to the football program. Uh, I think that's a good take. Thank you. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who shocked, locked, and popped in week ten of college football.
1: That's it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire seven 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 seven. 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 A lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau, who's gonna bat it on draft day, who's gonna wager future picks away, who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman, the home team, let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a
0: song. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. You know who else will be profiting this year, AJ? Uh, whom, Robert? Mike Shashevsky on his final tour, and that's what your new Spotify Green Room is all about. It's all about what each team gives him the final yeah. time he plays them.
1: You know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, b- before the era of Spotify Green Room, uh, when David Ortiz was on his final tour and they got all the gifts, uh, I just I just talked to myself in the bathroom about it. Some people may have listened, but now I can do it on Spotify Green Room. Uh, what do you think the coolest kit, gift Coach K is going to get? Um, when Duke
0: plays North Carolina. So, oh yeah. Uh, a signed
1: Psycho T. Bloody. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Towel. Yeah, no, I, I'm the one that they got hanging uh, in the rafters. That's correct. That Lower it correct. and give it to Coach K. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Be a beautiful moment. If you want to hear us
0: break that down and more, <laughs> download Spotify Green Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform where you can talk to sports media members, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversations that you listen to here every day, and share your own experiences and takes on the app. All you have to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. Then be notified when Rooms Go Live. Well, you know who else went live last week on a weeknight? Uh, who, Rob? My number one best freshman. I've, uh, I've I got one too. Um, but first, <laughs> let's call it a tease. Okay. But first. Yeah. Thoughts on uh, the week that was in college football? Uh, It was okay. I don't have any, any big thoughts here. Hey, great matching games. Maxion did not
1: disappoint.
0: No. Then a nail-biter in Louisiana, Georgia State. <laughs> then a horrible showing no, no, from no, no. both Virginia Tech and Boston College. No, no that was the game U- of the week. Utah, Utah. I stayed up late for Utah State. That was I a fun one. And then uh, Purdue just upset City, and,
1: you know, that's, I don't know. And guess who they're playing this week, Rob? Oh, I've already penciled in as a loss. Yeah, as you should have. We'll get there later. I won't
0: be picking this, but take Purdue plus 20. I
1: will be picking this, and I will be taking Purdue plus 20, but we'll get there later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, another week of upsets. I I feel like every week when it looks like the slate's not going to be good, it ends up giving us something that's happened twice now with Purdue. (laughs) Taking down top uh, top three teams. Um, Put Purdue in that, the playoff. I mean,
1: like, uh, how can you go wrong? They only beat the good my, teams.
0: My belief is that the playoffs should be Georgia, Purdue, mm-hmm. UTSA, and Cincinnati.
1: I think that's the perfect four. I think it's hard to argue against
0: those four. Um, but the most important thing that happened this week was the return of Maction on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Uh, And that's where I'll start with my best freshman, where I'll give that nod to Lou Nichols, the Central Michigan running back who helped kind of pummel Western Michigan to some extent and lose me a a pick. Um, Ran for a buck, 63 and two scores. I like Lou Nichols. He's short, stocky, runs strong behind his pads, already over a thousand this year. He's a freshman that's a third year freshman. Is it cheating? Sure. I don't care. He's Lou Nichols, the third. So it takes him
1: three.
0: I love it. You got him for
1: shooting up the board, too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is draft eligible. So why not? It's so funny that there's my best freshman. One is 18, the other is like 21. It's sick, though. Love that. But yeah, Lou Nichols,
1: he set the tone uh, for the Maxion freshman this week. Uh, Incorrect. You are wrong. You know who set the tone for the matching freshman this week, Rob? Uh, Northern Illinois' own Travion Rudolph, who had 14 catches for 390 yards and three touchdowns. uh, And that that absolute shit, like you said, the matching games were fucking amazing. Um, He's become a big-time big play threat over the last couple weeks. Uh, No one can seem to run with him. Uh, one of his touchdowns uh, 75 yards he caught it right in the middle like 40 yards deep and just like <laughs> ran to the sideline and killed all the angles up the sideline touchdown he had a hundred uh, yard kick return touchdown a few weeks ago uh, he had a few nice contested catches in the game uh, on uh, Wednesday night he's not a big dude at all I think he's like 510 180 or something uh-huh, like that uh-huh. but he is interesting and I, I don't know if it's you know legit speed or just max speed but it looks like easy speed. But regardless, uh, you put up a game like this in that, that fun of a shootout. Uh, something something to say. Uh, my my main takeaway from
0: the first week of action was that the Mac is full of the best receivers in the country.
1: The, the Mac is offense. I think that like I didn't expect them to come out and just blow the doors off of each other all week.
0: Um, you say that as I watch Western Michigan and Akron in a, in a just an ugly offensive battle.
1: Hey, hey, but Eastern Michigan's only down by three against Indiana with under two to go in basketball.
0: <laughs> um, my other freshman will stay in the Midwest with Denzel Burke, the Ohio State true freshman, who he's been playing a ton this year. There was a ton of hype heading into the season. He had his bumps, but he looks like he's arrived um, against Nebraska Nebraska just didn't really go after him. They picked on the other defensive backs, and the the one real time they they kind of took a shot deep against him, he was strive for strive with the receiver, um, and played the ball wonderfully in phase and, and got a pass breakup. And he just he's given off big maybe it's the first name thing, but playing playing style, big Denzel ward vibes from the, the young corner. Yeah, it is the first name. Oh okay, thanks. <laughs>
1: Rudolph was my only freshman this week, and I felt like he deserved was, the center was. show. But yeah, it wasn't a
0: great week. Um, seeing as I'm, I did a Homer pick and a third year freshman.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we got the we got the debut of the Mac freshman, so that was fun.
0: Um, speaking of Buckeyes, yeah, best sophomore, it's got to be Jackson Smith Najigba, who's. It's been him and Bijan Robinson. I think have been the two best true sophomores in the country this year. Um he set the Ohio State receiving record against Nebraska, even though the Buckeyes could barely hang twenty-six on the Cornhuskers. Fifteen catches, two hundred and forty yards, and that seventy-five yard uh catch and run touchdown where he just I don't know, went through the heart of Corn Country for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um he's he's the third option. Obviously Garrett Wilson was out for this game, so his workload went up, but like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are going to be first-round picks. And yep. Jackson Njigba might get that, that tag of the other two receivers are first-round picks, but this guy's the best one of the bunch. Um, it's starting to feel that way. And that's a, That's another uh, recruit like Garrett Wilson that got out of the state of Texas, went up to Ohio, and uh, that pipeline stays strong. But, yeah, he, he's been unbelievable this year. Uh, he's 13th in the country in receiving yards.
1: Uh. You named two very, very good true sophomores, but not the best one in the country, Rob. I want to name the best one in the country. It's Will Anderson from Bama. Who's? I think they're starting a Heisman campaign for him, which is a little silly. But he he's had an amazing year. I mean, if
0: in the defense of that, if we're gonna be like saying Aiden Hutchinson, Jordan Davis for Heisman, why not
1: Will Anderson? No, nope, no, totally agree. I I think no one should get the Heisman this year. But more on that. Agreed. When we do the Heisman show, uh, <laughs> Will Anderson this week against LSU, uh, dominant, twelve tackles, a half, uh, one and a half sacks, four TFLs, batted a ball down. Uh, he's just so explosive and smooth, man. Like he, he looks like he's gonna be the first overall pick in next year's draft. He just, he's pretty fucking dominant. Uh, I'll go from one true sophomore defender to another that um,
0: will probably uh, is shaping his way to becoming a first round pick, and his brother just was one. I thought Noah Sewell looked awesome mm-hmm. again for Oregon. That Washington-Oregon game like wasn't really very fun. But Sewell was a blast to watch. He was just hammering Sean McGrew. Uh, a little bit of a size difference there. But Sewell, just the way he, he gets downhill in such a hurry. Yeah. And he's... Apparently he's two sixty. A two hundred and sixty pound linebacker shouldn't move the way he does. I'm getting has perfect vibes from him, <laughs> and uh, he he also broke up two passes.
1: Like he he moves shockingly well for a he's good, a
0: heavy set linebacker.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, and you can see it anytime you throw on the ducks. I mean, um, I almost feel like he doesn't get enough credit, and that just might be. You no, know, people aren't really watching the ducks, and they're not actually the fourth best team in the country. Oh, the playoff is gonna come out soon. I think too, well, they're late yeah, tonight, yeah. but yeah. You, you know, what's kind of funny is even before the season, I thought Justin Flo, the other yeah. true
0: sophomore five-star linebacker, was getting more hype than Sewell, even though Flo got hurt last year and then got hurt again
1: this year. But, like, Sewell's just been that dude for them. Yeah. I mean, they're both pretty awesome. But, no, Sewell, Sewell, oh, yeah, Sewell's, definitely. Sewell's fucking legit. No, I definitely agree. Um, I'm going to go with my, my third one because, obviously, I had Smith and Jacob at two. Uh, Quentin Johnson, the, the TC wide receiver, who I've had here a couple weeks Keeps impressing, man. Another another big uh big game with the upset over Baylor, uh Buck forty two and a touchdown. He's big, he's fast. He, he makes the contested catches. I don't think his hands are like elite or anything, but uh, when you're big and you're fast and you're putting up numbers, I think I think you're gonna catch the NFL's eye next year. Uh yeah, I mean that's just
0: another great receiver yeah. in the and it comes back to our conversation from last week where it's like there's just so many talented receivers now. Yeah um that it's like it, the position hasn't become devalued the way running back has but you're gonna hit on dudes in the second and third round who go on to be DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin
1: just because there's so much talent in the position now I'm excited I mean I guess it started a little bit but I think we're gonna see where you know you get to high school everyone wants to be a wide receiver. And it won't just be the guys who can't catch moving to corner anymore. It's going to be – we have so many wide receivers well, at whatever level, college and high school, and those guys are going to be moving to corner. We're going to support, I mean, we, we I, already have lots of freaks, but we're going to have some big-time I f- freaks, I think.
0: I feel like we've heard this for years I guess. where I guess true football heads would be like, uh, when you bring – like, stop letting your kids play receiver, let them play corner. I guess. I run a camp where we get <laughs> – but I'm just saying it never seems to actually truly transpire that way. Because um, offense is king. I w- yeah, I I don't know. I guess there are some good like Jalen Ramsey in. I was thinking about this yesterday as I watched him play dominant football, um, or two days ago, and uh, I was just thinking how thirty years ago he would not be playing corner.
1: Yeah, that's sure. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's
0: it's interesting. We get the
1: odd freak that will play, you know, DB or or anywhere on the defense, and uh, that shouldn't be. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. play some offensive stuff. Sorry, I'm watching EMU trying to upset Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> down by two um <laughs> yeah no no definitely I, I totally agree with you that we keep hearing it but it's gonna have to happen eventually it's gonna happen i hope so um okay my my final best sophomore uh again
0: a nod to the mac marquez cooper the kent state running back yeah who you you can't help but think of dree archer as you watch him <laughs> so true he in that shootout with niu he just he had that 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 first or that that second touchdown run where he just looks so smooth laterally he's a little guy he's like 57 180 but he's so explosive and just fluid mm-hmm. uh he's gonna be an interesting back with the way the NFL has gone in wanting these kind of more change of pace uh treat Cohen esque runners who can also impact the passing game i'd like to see him do more in that in that regard but he's a really fun player speaking of tariq cohen i miss watching him play football but me too i I keep thinking of picking him up in all my fantasy leagues
1: (laughs) not ours i cut him um speaking of that shootout rob weekday warrior i I cannot not call both rocky lombardi and dustin crumb weekday warriors (laughs) um there, I I feel like
0: uh, it, there was so many Mac guys you yeah. could pick for this. Yeah, no, I know. Because obviously there was six Mac games. Like Hassan, B. I can't even say his last name. Bidun. B, yeah, 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 yeah. Hassan Bedoun, the Eastern Michigan receiver who had twelve catches, one hundred ninety-seven <laughs> yards, two touchdowns against Toledo, and and he had eleven of those catches in like the first two quarters and the first minute of the third quarter. There was so um, many
1: great. I could. I had a hard time choosing, but I'm like. For pure content, it's got to be Rocky in the crumb. You know, like <laughs> Lombardi threw for 532 and three touchdowns and looked like legit good doing it. And Dustin Crumb was just Dustin Crumb, baby. It threw for over 300 yards, no picks, two touchdowns, and had a sick touchdown run and, and another touchdown run and 72 yards on the ground. It was a fun, fun football game with them two dueling it out. It, it was. And, and
0: hey, I, circling back to my Eastern Michigan-Toledo game, Bryant Kobeck on the other mm-hmm. side at running back Matt Landers at receiver and then you got Badon making like one-handed catches through contact and 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 I don't know there's just a lot all of a sudden the Max an offensive league and we live for it I think uh, I, also I, hey Ben it, Bryant made a couple throws where it's like. he did hmm, and he's the Cincinnati transfer so he did no he definitely did which transitions perfectly to my number one weekday warrior Cincinnati running back transfer. Tavion Thomas, uh, he he he's Utah's. Utah brought in a lot of running backs. Mm-hmm. Tavion Thomas wasn't one of the ones getting as much hype as uh, Curry from LSU, TJ Pleasure yeah. from Oklahoma. Um, but Tavion Thomas has kind of been that dude for them this year, uh, and it's it's his his job now. He ran for 177 yards and four touchdowns against Stanford. He had. Uh, like three of those touchdowns in the first half, and Stanford could not stop him. He's he's a violent runner who who's kind of got a bit of an upright style, um, but he fits like the tone you look for. He's he's um, he's six two two twenty. Well, wow. but he he fits like what the Utah style of running back has been, mm-hmm. like the Zach Moss, where it's just like ridiculous contact balance and then he he's so leggy he gets in the open field and he doesn't look like he's fast but he's eating up ground um and, and guys were just bouncing off his legs he was really really exciting in that game
1: um that wasn't much of a game but i really enjoyed watching utah uh fair enough, i did not stay up i i i didn't respect it this week um but i did watch that first friday game rob and you know who i always enjoy watching is 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 uh the Eagles is Pat Garwo, their running back. Their short, stocky running back, who's a redshirt sophomore. He's listed at five eight, two fourteen. I swear he's bigger than that. I think I've said that before on the show, but I swear he's bigger than that. He he's just a gosh darn bowling ball, Rob. He had thirty carries for 116 yards, so that average isn't great, but like they just lean on him. He had a touchdown. He's got like some slashy juice. I just love watching like big round runners and he's a lot of fun and he runs hard. Uh, contact balance pretty good, breaks some arm tackles, like runs pretty violently. I like Pat Garwell. He just seems like a like a getter done thick back. You love Boston College. Just I do saying. love my Eagles. Fly Eagles fly. Uh do you have anybody else or do you want to move on? No, let's move on. So, by the way, Indiana wins. Um but they didn't on Saturday, am I right? <laughs> you are right, buddy. I
0: uh, congrats, by the way. Th- thank you. Anyone in the Big Ten at this point is impressive to me, just with what Purdue is doing to the top teams and, and Ohio State struggling with the Cornhuskers. But hey, Scott Frost earned, earned his fourth year at Nebraska or whatever.
1: Speaking of not Scott Frost, but the Boilermakers. Yeah. I give David Bell Offensive of Prospect of the Week once I, again. I did, I did too, so now...
0: In, in their upset of number two Iowa and their upset of number three Michigan State, he topped 200 yards in both games. He's uncoverable. He ended up with 11 for 217 in a score against Michigan State. Uh, he also, in my opinion, should have had that other touchdown, mm-hmm. but uh, the catch rule is still confusing for everyone. Okay. But- it just felt like every time the ball was in the air, he was coming down with it. Um, and the other thing is he he is – not that I didn't think he was good after the catch, but mm-hmm. some of the yak plays he's making, like the one that tossed really the stood dude. out to me, yeah, is when he tossed the dude on the sideline and he, he tippy-toed to yeah. stay in bounds. Like that was that was ridiculous, and it it was just a lot of it. It wasn't just like the contested catches we've seen from him. Uh, it, it was the yak plays that just blew me away. Like he had that other one in the fourth the spin quarter, where, yeah, where they threw deep and it, it just the the. The instincts and the contact balance to make
1: that play. I think just ridiculous. I think David Bell's just so well rounded. Honestly, I think he's just really complete. Maybe he's not like, like an overly stud athlete or anything, but like I thought watching this game too, I thought his releases were pretty well, unreal. So what I was gonna say to you is we're, we're pretty consistently seeing
0: people say the top four receiver prospects. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but we're pretty consistently seeing people say the top four receiver prospects are. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, and Drake London. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what people see in Drake London that they don't see in David Bell because to me, I know David Bell's not like the, the same size, yeah. but he's that contested catch physical receiver who just dominates 50 50 balls. I don't know, I just think David Bell. Now, this isn't, like, final eval stuff, but I just think David Bell has been as impressive a college player as Drake London. I think he's better if, than Drake if, London. If not more, because I think he's yeah. a better player because of the way he's doing it. Yeah. And, like, if if you, gun to my head, Bolitnikov winner, I think it should be David Bell because of what he's done in these massive games for Purdue. Hey, hey,
1: he's... why stop there, Rob? Give me one good reason Yo. why David Bell shouldn't win the Heisman.
0: Okay. Yep,
1: I'm with you. Although, Akron's kick returner just had a touchdown, and I'm going to argue him for that. Okay, I'm fine with that, too. I think that's one and two. But, I mean, like, no one is doing more against the top competition than David Bell, and that's a fact. That's a fact. Big time, I agree. I think he's just so well-rounded, man. Like, I think he's firmly, uh, right now, I think he's a second-round guy. Um, You take him, and you stick him. maybe Maybe he's not your wide receiver one, but he's your wide receiver two, and he's there for a decade. And he's a fan favorite, and everyone loves him. And he just does everything kind of well, is what I think of David Bell.
0: Yeah, I, I, he he screams going like outside of the top fifty and having an instant impact, and landing in a spot where you're like, oh, this team is so smart; they always develop players well, and this is the next one.
1: Yeah, or or I could even see him being like like Chicago, where they never got a good wide receiver, but uh, he's the guy. Or I guess, I mean A. Rob's great, but you know what I mean. It never works out fully there, but... And he's, he's just like... He's Bernard Berry in 2.0, but not like him at all, but you're going to love him. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: that. Um, okay, more interesting conversation, because it was pretty impossible to not pick um,
1: David Bell for,
0: yeah. for offense. Uh, who, who's your defensive best defensive prospect of the week? I
1: struggled. I struggled, so I uh, I didn't cheat, but I, uh, I, I lacked creativity with my answer here, Rob. I went back to the well. With a uh, old Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson. Originally, Adam Farrell played the box score because five tackles, no sacks or anything. Bunch of quarterback hurries, though. But I think it was just another dominant week from him. And like I said, didn't rack up the sacks. But you watch him, and it's, it's you yeah, don't know, he needs three guys to block him at this point. Uh, if not, he's getting into the backfield and fast. I think he's just so complete. Like, like is I think he's pretty well rounded. I think Aiden Hutchinson is just complete right now. He's doing everything so well like he's he's you know he's got the size he's got the get off he's got the quickness he's got the ability to play the run he's putting rush moves together and he's putting up the numbers i don't know what else you want aiden hutchinson to do right now um i i feel like it's pretty impossible
0: uh to look at what he's done this year and not just I don't know. I feel like we're we're ignoring the fact he's coming off such a big injury and it just has yeah. not slowed him. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Um I'm gonna go with a guy who I think has at this point must have the best stat line in the country. Uh again, you had to stay up Friday night to watch him. Devin Lloyd. And Devin Lloyd is ridiculous. It's every every time I watch a Utah game, he'll like finish with an absurd amount of tackles for loss and like it's it's this i think this was his best game of the year so nine tackles five tfls a sack a ridiculous pick six did you see the pick six i did yeah like so for those who didn't stanford's at like their goal line and uh uh was it tanner mckee or jack west it was jack west Jack West tries to, like, throw a quick slant, Devin Lloyd's, like, engaged with the, the lineman and just jumps up and snags, <laughs> snags what normally would be a batted ball and, and just waltzes into the end zone like it's nothing. Um, and, I mean, Stanford's bread and butter has always been running the football, and they just couldn't against Utah, and it was because Devin Lloyd was going sideline to sideline, shooting gaps in the backfield, constantly wreaking havoc. He's... You know what, it kind of reminds me of what he's doing, and it's getting less attention because he's not doing it in the SEC and he's doing it in the Pac-12.
1: I don't enjoy watching Utah, so I understand why, yeah.
0: uh, It's reminding me a lot of Devin White's final year at LSU, where it was just like every week, ridiculous stat line, doing insane things. They're both named Devin too, so this could go back to my Denzel Burke, Denzel (laughs) Ward thing maybe, but it's... I don't know. In our mock, we we had him as the first linebacker off the board, and he he
1: done everything to deserve that this year. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I I'm just not tuning into Ute's games, but if I and if I I know I would have picked him honestly because I know what he did. And I saw like the highlights and stuff, but I felt dirty not watching that game and then putting him here for defensive player of the week. Um, and, and
0: for 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 context, nine games on the season, Devin Lloyd has 81 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, <laughs> six sacks, and three picks. Is the TFL's tops in the country? You know. It must be. Yeah, has to be right. He has forty TFLs in three years as an off-ball linebacker. So, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. I love Devin Lloyd, and and I was too low on him entering the year, and I I was I, even lower. So I, I'm going the opposite way. I absolutely love watching him. I I'm a, put Utah in the playoff. I hope Utah wins the Pac-12. <laughs> I like them. The Pac-12 is so hard to watch right now. Nah, Cam Rising. That's my spot or my transfer who popped. Okay,
1: sick. We'll get there in a bit, Rob.
0: Hold your horses. Uh, okay, okay. Let's let's move to shooting off the board. Where my first question to you is: Is Sam Hartman the quarterback prospect that like we've been trying to find quarterback prospects out of names we know? Yeah. Who just I don't know. I just feel like we're digging for anything at this point <laughs> outside of kind of like Matt Corral and Malik Willis who. More on Malik Wilson a bit, but is Sam Hartman the guy we've been looking for?
1: What do you think? I don't know. I don't think any of these guys are the guys we've been looking for. I was going to throw, I, I, I was going to throw another name at you to a way lesser extent, but I'll, I'll do it in a second.
0: Because I just want to say, like you watch Sam Hartman versus He's Sam Howell, and, yeah, and, and, and though it wasn't the most efficient game, seven touchdowns, almost 400 passing yards. Um, Going toe-to-toe, obviously Wake lost the was won, upset. But, but like, yeah. if you watch Howell and, and then you watch Hartman, like, Hartman, to me, looked like the NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Howell's not very fun, and Hartman was extreme. I, he didn't he completed under 50% of his passes and threw a couple picks. But, no, I totally agree. I, I put his top two receivers here, too, because they impressed the hell out of me in A.T. Perry and Jaquari Robinson. Oh, Roberson, sorry. They were. They, I thought they were both phenomenal. I put them for sure up the board. Um I don't know. Hartman's going to be fun to sit down and really dig into, though.
0: Yeah, no, I and I don't... Th- I, I, I'm pretty sure he's technically a sophomore still. I don't think he's... Uh, So I don't think he's coming out, but I'm pretty sure... Was okay. like a, like a fourth-year sophomore? I, think, I don't I understand anything be. anymore. Yeah, I hate it.
1: Um, can, I, can, can I throw a quarterback name at you? Yeah. And it, it's way too soon, but I'm like... At what point does Aiden O'Connell start getting some respect? Yeah, he's the big game...
0: King. He he slays the
1: monsters. He's big game O'Connell. Like he, he threw for fi- five thirty six, three touchdowns, forty for fifty four. It's not just David. Like David Bell's ridiculous, obviously, but he's getting the ball to him. He's making some really nice throws. What do you? I,
0: th- yeah, why? Uh, I mean, I, I I'd have to sit down, and but uh, <laughs> at this point in this class, we're look, we're looking for anything at the fucking quarterback he's a, position. He's
1: and, a senior. I'm just
0: saying, like I think his name's gotta be. Throw him in the senior bowl. No, he'll be at the he'll be at the uh, game. game,
1: and we'll fall in love with him. <laughs> he's playing really well. I mean, he, he's got like a he, he spins it pretty good. I thought like not like any big time trait, but he's putting the ball there. I think he's got some nice touch throws. I, I see to ripping those to David Bell. I don't mm-hmm. know. In this shitty class, uh, why not him for a, like a late round dude? I like it. I like it. I mean, we're grasping at straws <laughs> we here. Are. Right? We are. We <laughs> are. Um,
0: you know. Who made Malik Willis's day hell on Saturday? Who's that? old Miss pass rusher Sam Williams. Yeah, he ate that. Like Liberty's offensive line got eaten alive, <laughs> and Sam Williams was doing a lot of it. Uh, he ended up with um, two sacks, uh, a couple, a couple hurries, mm-hmm. and he's he he's been a, a quality starter for them the last couple of years, but he's blown up this year. He he's like. Second in SEC in sacks, I believe. Six four, two sixty five. But he's got a bend. He's got yeah. speed around the corner. He runs that arc, and that's a guy I really want to dive into more because just he he looked like a, a Sunday player mm-hmm. on that on that field uh, on a uh, against a bunch of guys who probably won't be Sunday <laughs> players. And you can see just there's a stark difference in his athleticism compared to everybody else on the field.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've definitely liked what I've seen from him and. In- you know, he's had his moments and his big flashes and he's had a really good year, like you just said. Um but yeah, like, he, like he's a senior, so yeah, p- potential senior bowl guy. Yeah, no, I think like he feels like one of those day three guys that you're gonna like at, at the edge, you know. Um I'm gonna give you a guaranteed senior bowl guy. And a guy that we're Rob, still not talking bro. about enough, Rob. Okay, okay, I know who it is. Who is it? Is it JoJo Doman? No, that's so random.
0: No. Oh, what? Matt Nagy would not sell or <laughs> sorry, Matt Nagy. But Jim Nagy would not stop tweeting about him no, I didn't see that <laughs> And I I have him because he was incredible Against Ohio State
1: No, no <laughs> No, this guy's better than than him uh, Zion Johnson, man He's just back to being a dude And it's week in, week out He's been I great know, Jim Nagy
0: hasn't tweeted better him. that much I know,
1: so. I know he, We should be He's underappreciated because he had all. We talked about it before He had all the hype going to last year He looked bad at tackle Fine He's back at guard He's kicking ass
0: um, yeah, no, I, I I do worry that he'll end up at the Senior Bowl and they'll like make him play no. tackle and he'll have a bad week and then like
1: don't say yes. that don't say that and then the, the Steelers will get him in the third round. I'm pretty worried. Yeah, that'd be great for Pittsburgh. I mean,
0: he seems like a Pittsburgh guy. I don't know why, but he just does. Uh, okay, now let me talk about JoJo Doman. <laughs> JoJo Doman was everywhere against Ohio State. He had um, on the Buckeyes one of their early drives. Uh, In the red zone, um, C.J. Stroud rolled out and tried to force one uh, on a comeback route um, inside the 10. And and Doman just looked like a corner the way he clicked and closed and attacked the ball, came away with it. He was flying everywhere. And he's one of those guys who plays kind of that overhang Mm -hmm. role where he's as physical as a linebacker, but he's got enough athleticism to to get away with kind of um, covering the flats. And and he's not the biggest guy but he's like still 6'1", like 220-ish or whatever. Um, I actually saw Nagy say he's a more athletic Drew Tranquil. So you you best believe I'm going to absolutely love him. Is it possible to be more athletic than Drew Tranquil? I don't think so. Drew, Drew Tranquil like, tested incredibly. He stuff. did. I thought that was like a pretty big statement. But the, here we are.
1: Anyways. Um, <laughs> you know, okay. I'm going to give you someone that I don't know why they're not getting. I feel like they're not giving enough credit. And I don't know why. And it's Jamison Williams because he has had a fantastic year. He's an Alabama-wide receiver, and I don't know why he's not getting more hype because all he does is go out and have massive games and run really fucking fast. 10 catches, 160 yards, and a touchdown against LSU. I don't know why he's not he, getting the credit, up. He's currently
0: 14th in the country in receiving yards. He also had more yards against LSU than he had all of last year as an Ohio State receiver. <laughs> um, no, he he he's a guy who, who's done... And maya has done more for himself than pretty much anyone in the country because when he yeah. when he left Ohio State and transferred, it was kind of like, oh, what, like, why are you transferring from this great receiver room to get buried at another one? To get buried at another one, and he's stepped up and, and he's been far more impressive than John Mechie 100 season. Yeah, totally and agree. Mechie's a guy who people had as top five receiver entering the re- entering the season. Yep, totally agree. Um, okay, I gotta give you. My favorite receiver in the country, who obviously is a maxion player. And I talked I talked about him live while he was doing this last week. Khalid Pimpleton, one of the best Maxion performances in the history of the Mac mm-hmm. for Central Michigan against Western. Um, not only did he have five catches for 115 yards and a score, where he looked like a, a very fluid and dynamic Deontay Johnson, Antonio Brown-esque mac playmaker yeah but he had two punt return touchdowns a 70 yarder and 97 yarder the 97 yarder coming when western michigan punted with just a couple seconds left in the half and he housed it about Uh, as impressive of a punt return as you'll see he he i thought he was the maybe the best playmaker i saw all of last week i i i know he came out of nowhere and he's playing at central and it's like <laughs> how good could he actually be he just the play speed
1: yeah. and the fluidity i don't know like Khalil pimpleton's got it man i put him for small school guy and i put him there alone because i felt like he deserved to be in a category alone you know what i mean w- worth mentioning too 2 years ago he had 800ish yards i remember like him he, a he's been years a ago.
0: productive yeah. yeah he's been a very productive guy this is his third straight game with over 100 yards uh and then not to mention the punt return ability mm-hmm. five nine one seventy five. 175 um uh, i i believe a uh, technically a junior i i just i'm telling
1: you name to watch dynamic as hell no I, I totally agree um okay uh before i got a couple wide receivers i already mentioned a couple but before i do receivers I want to give Hassan Haskins, Michigan's running back, some credit because I feel like we haven't really talked about him as a prospect, but he's been pretty fantastic, and obviously Blake Corham's been great. Corham got hurt early in this game, so it was all Haskins, and he put up 168 yards on 27 carries, a touchdown. He's 6'1", 220, so he's got prime NFL size. I think he's going to be a very good running back, too, who can do the goal line stuff at worst. At worst. I think, at best, he can be like a in, in the rotation there as a 1B, like... I think he's a good back, good vision, some juice. He hurdles, dude, and it's really, really fun. Um, I think Haskins is legit, and we haven't talked about him too much, so I just wanted to give him some credit. You're just pumping up Michigan players because no one else is doing it. <laughs> it's not, that's not even true. Usually, you know me; I'm usually not going to mention Michigan guys, and and now you're ranked in the top ten, so you and have I have to. to, yeah, I have to, and the Big Ten East is ours for the taking, and that's all I got to say. Um Okay, my my last guy
0: is Kenyon Green because hmm. that Auburn-Texas A&M game sucked for the most part. Yeah, it did. Uh, but Kenyon Green, once again, was just dominating the point of attack. And that that's an SEC defensive line. And the way he moves guys with such ease. And I thought it was one of the best rushing performance Texas A&M's had all year. Um They ended up with 217 yards on the ground and... That Auburn defense has played well yeah. this year. That Auburn defense is the re like they have Bo Nix at quarterback. That defense is the reason they've been ranked and, and mattered. And uh, you know, I just I don't know. I don't see how he doesn't end up being like a top ten dude at the end of the day.
1: I feel like Kenyon Green is I mean, obviously he's an easy guard prospect, but like I think he's like the best offensive line prospect in a long time that I can remember that isn't getting any credit, like, in the season. You know what I mean? Like, you always have the hipsters in the offensive line, people will be like, you know, keep an eye out for... You know, when, when Nelson was at Notre Dame, like, he was just, Every week, it was like, you got to watch him. You got to watch him. You got to watch, watch him. I'm not saying Kenyon Green's that level, but he's very fucking good, and it feels like no one mentions him on Twitter when you watch, you know, you're, you're on your phone on Saturdays, watch college I feel football.
0: That, I feel that way about DeMarvin Leal at this point, too. Like, yeah, definitely. They, they, they both just fly under the radar because... I
1: don't know. is not very fun to they watch not. to be honest. They're not, they're not. But I think both of them are doing a lot for their teams and going a long way to to winning those that team games. Um without them, I think they'd be completely irrelevant. Um okay, I'll mention a couple of receivers. So I mentioned Perry and Robinson. Uh Robinson from uh from Wake. I thought Tyquan Thornton from Baylor stole the show kind of uh in that TCU upset. Bigger dude, he's not overly like I don't think he's overly athletic, but I had 121 yards, two TDs. Really nice game and I kinda like what I see. He's like it's a little bit in the mim's mold but not as athletic. He's probably like a, a late day three kind of dude at best, but he's playing really well. And I don't know if you're gonna mention him anywhere else, but I'd be remiss in my duties if I didn't mention I'm sure you're going to Samori Torre's game against Ohio yeah. State.
0: Uh, I I ended up putting him I, I was gonna put him I, I was debating him and Tavion Thomas for transferring yeah. Pop. Yeah. Um and then I wanted to do Thomas for Warrior. So I got I got Toure for Pop because just the the, the speed yeah. is ridiculous, and like he's been very good all year. I think he's averaging. Let me just confirm it, but it's like twenty something yards a catch. He's averaging twenty two point four a catch, and has over seven hundred yards. Like he has been as dynamic as as anyone, not on Ohio State in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, no, it, No, or, and, and not on Purdue. Sorry, I should say. <laughs> no, <too. I'm>, yeah. <laughs> no, he's. It's not like this is just like oh, this is his first good game. He's been he's been putting it together a really really good season and i had him originally for transfer i moved him off because it's not technically his first year there but um no he's been he's been fantastic i think he was he was a dude this week uh
0: okay moving to the bad stuff yeah um we gotta start with malik willis i have a short list but a lot to talk about because of malik willis (laughs) Um. Yeah, Malik Willis throws for 173, three picks, runs for 71, but averages like two yards a carry and a touchdown uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, they don't even cover. Um, I told you. They couldn't do anything for most of that game. Uh, the interceptions, the the final one was brutal, um, and it didn't actually matter, but it did matter for the cover. <laughs> it, it, uh, it did. Was I was so afraid
1: of-, of that shit back to our cover it was it was in the red
0: zone and uh, he just I don't know what, like I can't even assume what he was doing um, I don't know he the, the the first one was kind of a late throw but it was a little bit on the receiver um, yeah that was a cr- weird play by the corner it, 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 it was, like it wasn't a great play by Malik Willis but. It, it wasn't just all on him. The second interception is what killed me.
1: I think that's the worst. Uh, one. They
0: were, yeah. they were, yes, they were down. In, yeah, because really the third one didn't actually matter.
1: Just chucked this. it up. But those four rebels there and no flames. so I don't know yeah. what the hell he was doing. So down seventeen, nothing. Uh, a couple minutes left in the second quarter.
0: Drops back. The receivers like, I, I guess he's trying to hit hit the uh, the honey hole, but like the, on the wheel, yeah. It, it wasn't there at all. Like the safety was clearly standing there. He didn't see him, and he just didn't
1: see him. And it was just easy money
0: interception. Um, it wasn't even I like know, like it he
1: just like, really lofted. It. Like did he think he's like ah oh, here's the touchdown go flames yeah. and he just lobbed it up and the, the, the corner uh, the safety was just standing there. And, and, and the Ole Miss defense did
0: such a good job bottling him up in the run game yeah. that like he couldn't lean on that when when the the poor kind of decision making timing was there as a passer. Uh, I still believe he's going to end up going in the first round. Probably. Uh, I don't. I kind of think him and Matt Crowell both will, and I kind of think not a lot of people are going to have first round grades on them, and it will just be like I don't know. Like for, Christian Christian and EJ Manuel can go in the first round. Matt Crowell, and Malik Willis are a lot better than that. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't like this isn't the year to draft a quarterback. That's the that's what it comes down to, and it, it comes down to that, um, like. Even past those guys, like, I don't know if there's any quarterback i want to hitch my wagon to on day two either. Can he pick it? Well, I, like, I even I put Anthony Brown and Phil Dracovic for sliding down two. <laughs> well, poor Dracovic. People are looking, he's hurt, man. Yeah, yeah. People are looking – people are just kind of looking for anything yeah. at this point. Yeah, Anthony Brown has to hit that. And, 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 like, Anthony Brown, like, he's, they're winning games, but, like, he did not look very good as a passer no. against Washington. His legs are the difference for them, but like he's not looking like an NFL guy. No. Djokovic looked god awful. Oh my god, uh, he's
1: got a broken finger, Rob.
0: Yeah, like he can't throw like clearly. But he was it um, was a
1: warrior. All those like he kept diving for free stances. Oh downs my god, get it, you love Boston College. Uh, him and Zay Flowers got nothing done no. in that game. I'll have Flowers later. Um going back to Willis quickly, it's kind of funny seeing the, the talk about him on Twitter cuz it's almost like the college football talk because like I feel like no one's watching Liberty games for obvious reasons. Almost like they came way impressed with Willis because you they they saw the talent. But I'm like, from a perspective, this was a terrible game. And yeah, you do, you know, you you saw the athleticism. You know, like that one throw where he escaped and rolled that uh, rolled to his right and. Hit the guy deep sideline that was sweet. There's a couple nice throws, but overall, just a terrible performance from really close, yeah. It, especially because this was the big
0: prove it chance, yeah. Like, but I, I, and I, it was it, it felt like pretty immediately they weren't in it because obviously Jerry on healy takes it 70 yards like right away, but uh, like I don't know, they just couldn't move the ball and it just never felt like they were gonna get back in it despite
1: having a potential first round quarterback. No, and I mean. I feel like the other small school first-round quarterbacks have elevated their teams more. I mean, I guess Josh Allen comes to mind. But even him, like, they were making – I don't know. I guess I guess Allen is the, the, the example there, right, where the team around him was pretty shit. You saw him struggle mightily. He got killed in the process, obviously, but the talent was there. And it worked out. But I don't think – obviously, I'm not saying Malik is so is that level of prospect. I don't think he is. I think he's not far off, like, coming into the draft, but – I don't know. It's going to be really interesting when you really dig into the tape and just, you know, like his pro day is going to be, you know. Oh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun, but it's also going to be super annoying, I'm sure, from, the, from for us. Big, but. big time. Um, okay, I I only have three more
0: guys and they're all Pac-12 defenders. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, let's hear it. Thomas Booker, um, in a week into your defensive line class, yeah. Thomas Booker was a guy I really enjoyed over the summer. Yeah. And I, I, I ha- like, I, it, it, not a guy that I, like, made up the hype for. Like, other people are in on Thomas Booker. People have talked about him this year. Yeah. He, they could not stop the run. Like, it, they got it run down their throats. And Thomas Booker made such a little impact. Um, like, I still like him. And I think he's a, a solid day three guy, a guy who can play five tech can play some three tech for you and, and has some underrated Twitch. But, uh, he was just disappeared in this game to me. Um, and then from the Washington game, sticking on the interior D line, like Oregon just leaned on Travis Dye to win that game. And Tully, let Tully guess Like that was so wrong. Tully, big Tully, who was another guy who people kind of wanted to, to mm-hmm. prop up as hopefully this guy can be a difference maker on the interior defensive line in this class. Uh, he just d- didn't look very good either. Like he couldn't, anchor down against the the Oregon uh, offensive line and he was just getting washed out of plays and yeah you know interior D line not looking great no um, once again yeah and uh sticking on that Washington defense in his second game back now it's hard hard to kill him he he Zion to ZTF. ZTP yeah ZTF sorry yeah ZTF tore his Achilles like several months ago yeah got back for the Arizona game played decent given the circumstances uh against Oregon he just he looked a touch slow he he had he had one good pressure where um he got underneath and, and like he saw the hands he saw a nice uh rip and dip but uh he couldn't finish Anthony Brown escaped the pocket um and I just thought he looked kind of slow and was late to things in the run game and I think he's going to – a guy who I thought had first-round potential yeah. based off his dominant three games uh, last year as a sophomore um, and now once again as a sophomore, I think he's going to have to go back and, like, get back to health uh, before yeah. declaring. Because you know he has it. It's just going to take some time to get it back.
1: Even just I, – I thought he was done for the year. I mean, even just coming back yeah, to it's, play. it's wild that he came back. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And like you said, he was pretty solid last week. Uh, like as as good as you could ever hope for coming off that injury in his first game back. But no, t- I t- t- totally fair. Um, I'll give you two. Uh first and foremost, I guess. Brian Robinson showed nothing against LCU. Like eighteen yards on thirteen carries, had a touchdown. I you hate Brian I Robinson. I do hate Brian Robinson and the old heads of, of draft twitter are still pumping his pumping him up and it's I don't get it. He's fine. He's the least inspiring Bama running back in ages though. Like uh Come on, I think I hate. Honestly, I think I kind of hate this Bama team. I, I I want them to miss the playoffs. Anyways, I'll give you another one. I know he's not very good, but he, another guy's getting weird hype. And I think it's more college footbally and on the broadcast. But Peyton Hendershot is not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's been getting weird hype for like four years. I
1: know, but it, I, I'm like, okay, he, he's done nothing this year. I thought it was done, but he's still getting it. So I just wanted to make the point. Peyton Henderson is not good. If Peyton Henderson was as good as people pretend he is, he would have declared in one of these past three. years. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was, I, was, I had other guys here that I moved to other spots. So I'll get to them later. So I want to add him because I'm like he's not good. I don't know why why we're talking about him still. Uh,
0: are you are you done? Uh, I'm done. Can we move on? Yeah. Let's okay. Do it. Perfect. My out of nowhere prospect is Hendon Hooker. Okay, I I respect that. Let's talk about this. So. We've, again, we've been grasping at straws for any quarterback to, to kind of yep. at least like have a crush. Like do you have a crush on any of the quarterbacks in this class even? Like Phil Dracovic, obviously, but that's out of hand. <laughs> no, no one else, no one else. Um. So, obviously, at the beginning of the year, Hendon Hooker was Joe Mil- Milton's backup. Yeah, just think how uh, easily
1: this could have been Joe Milton and, and you're out of nowhere right now. And Hendon Hooker has sparked this
0: team since he came in and, <laughs> yes. and, and kind of took over the starting job. Uh, I guess he could have been my transfer who Pop, too. Um, we saw some some talent at Virginia Tech, but now in Josh Heupel's offense, he's dynamic. Against Kentucky, I, I, I thought his arm looked—at one point he threw a touchdown down the left sideline. Uh, on a deep ball, and the the way he spun it for a half second, I thought it was Joe Milton throwing it. <laughs> but then I, then I realized it would have been fifteen yards over his head if it were. <laughs> but yeah, his other three touchdowns came on screens. But like he just operates his offense really well. He he has got a quick release. He's got arm talent. He moves very well. He's been extremely efficient this year. He's six four two eighteen. Yeah. Like I and, and I believe he's got one more year of eligibility. I hope. And uh, I don't know. I just think he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on in this Josh Heupel offense. I, Tennessee's like Tennessee as much as like we all hated the Josh Heupel hire, and like Tennessee's not like great or anything. They're five and four, but they just upset Kentucky and they've played pretty
1: well. They're fun at bare minimum. Rob, I I know exactly what you're doing here. They play Georgia this week. So if Hendon Hooker comes out and has a game against the Bulldogs, you're trying to predict your shot early and you're going to be yeah. b- blowing yourself. I didn't mean to say that, but blowing yourself on this show next week. And if he, if he goes out and stinks it up, you'll never mention this again. Poker for Heisman. <laughs> um, Rob, you're going to fucking hate me, but I'm going back to Boston College, okay? <laughs> I don't know why I like this team so much. But no, this is a guy that's not quite out of nowhere because... Every time I watch a Boston College game, he balls, but he's fun. I think, I think when you sit down, you're gonna like this guy. It's Josh DeBerry. might already like we him. You love Josh DeBerry. He's a good football player, Rob. We've and, heard. Yeah, but do <laughs> you not want me to talk about him? I don't have to. No, I'm kidding. It was a good game Friday night. You watched it. You saw it. Uh, five tackles, a sack, two TFLs. I uh, had a pass breakup too. Um, had one play where his man went in motion from the slot, got the jet sweep. He came all the way across the field to make a sweet tackle where he tried to, like, leap inside of him, and he wrangled him down. It was sick. Uh, Had the sack, like I just mentioned, too. It Just timed it well, came through the the B gap, Uh, got to the quarterback, who Burmeister went out early, so that was kind of not fun. Uh, PBU, he's just really versatile. I I think he's going to find a home at nickel, but you can kind of stick him anywhere in the secondary. And he's just a dude to plays hard. And he's always around the ball. And he can do a little bit of everything. It's a guy I want on my team. And he is on my team. But I want him on my NFL team, too. Uh, prospecting made me look stupid. I'm going back to that quarterback
0: well. A quarterback I wanted to attach myself to. Um, and I, w- I was ready for him to blow up a little bit in front of the world on Maction, on Maxion Weeknight. And I just thought Caleb LB was very pedestrian. That's a perfect word. Against Western or against Central Michigan, and um, he needed to try yeah. to kind of carry them and bring them back, and he couldn't. And Daniel Richardson, though inefficient, was way more exciting to watch. Well, that's not um, surprising. The goat. Uh, now, Ellaby. Right now, Akron Western Michigan actually just went to halftime. I love that. Like I'm talking about a game from a week ago, and he's playing it already. <laughs> um, and, and he's six of eight for eighty four and a touchdown. But I, again, it's like they're leaning on the run game. It's a lot of layup throws for him. It's I I, I like Hillabellaby a lot, but there's no way he's coming out. It's kind of my my take here.
1: Yeah, he he had a great chance to seize the weak class, and he has not done anything with it.
0: No, like he's been very good, a very good back quarterback. Yeah. but he's he's just yeah he's not a, he's not taking that NFL leap. Some people, including myself, were hoping for.
1: But like even if you were to like, you know, show someone who doesn't watch uh, too much college football, maybe they're an NFL fan, and you sit them down and you made them watch every second of Maxion last week and you said, Okay, who who's supposed to be the best oh, yeah. quarterback in this There's in this no conference, way. they wouldn't have pointed to Caleb Ellapie. No, they would have pointed to Rocky Lombardi. <laughs> or the crumb, baby. Um or Ben Bryant. Prospect who made me look stupid, Rob, guess where I'm going? Boston College. Boston College, unfortunately. And it's A Flowers. Um, yeah. we talked with already. already is his first game back gotta give him some some you gotta give him some leeway rob i can't believe you did that to me uh but yeah he completed like seven passes uh three of them were to flowers for 55 yards uh but flowers that's a couple really really bad drops you had the one where like he did this weird jump that he didn't have to jump and it just went right through his hands i don't know what the fuck that was like the big play factor is still there like you you see him moving like really well it's still, the routes are pretty nice but he has not been that top 100 potential guy that I thought he looked like. Um,
0: I think we both
1: did. I think we both did. Yeah, but I didn't want to. I was going to take this bullet by myself. Um, yeah, that, I thought he was going to make a leap and be you know like a like a third uh, day three. I'm sorry, a third round guy. I still love him, but I think he goes back and Djokovic goes back, and they will they will have a then when they see you next year. Uh,
0: my best prospect first prospect matchup was. Uh, Two guys who, though on opposite sides, didn't necessarily match up with each other. It was just kind of, these are the two prospects you were tuning in to watch for the most part. And they both had their ups and downs, and I just thought it was really entertaining. Uh, Wondell Robinson and Elante Taylor. Um, Wondell Robinson had 13 catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he had a couple drops, though, that were pretty bad and would have gone for first downs when Kentucky needed them. Um his touchdown was awesome, though the way he high pointed the ball through with a, a defender underneath and over top him, um, and, and he once again looked dynamic as a route runner. I'm really excited for Wandell Robinson. Other side, Alante Taylor, a guy who I I I, I, I kind of questioned a couple of weeks yeah. ago. He he had um, on a quick out, Will Levis tried to throw a quick out to Wandell Robinson, and Alante Taylor's closing speed to attack the ball. He had a pick six. It it, it was awesome, and I thought for the most part. Um, Alante Taylor kind of gave up nothing. It was Robinson and uh, Ali, the other Kentucky receiver, both had pretty strong games, but generally
1: it was not against Alante Taylor. Uh, I just think they're both really fun to watch. It's funny how quickly Will Levis' name came into the lexicon and then immediately left <laughs> I think it's I think it's going to be back. He played pretty well against him. Yeah. We're grasping for quarterbacks now. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, I just said Malik Willis versus Mac but we have to talked about Willis ad nauseum, but... We haven't talked about Matt What would you think of Matt Correll? It wasn't,
0: like, one of his super, super dynamic games, but it didn't need to be. Um, he had a couple big-time throws. He's also still banged up. Too, yeah, right? I'm happy so,
1: they didn't run him like dum-dums.
0: Yeah. I think it, it kind of felt like they got up quick. Yeah. And they knew they could kind of control the game and not have just to ask easy. him to do too, too much. Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: but, yeah, like, there's nothing to really bang him on.
1: What a disappointing – I mean, I guess the Willis being bad was good for our content, too, but – what a disappointing game, I mean, overall. And I kind of had the yeah. feeling going in, I'm not going to lie, because Ole Miss, I mean, there's just so much more talented than Liberty is. And just, I mean, all this game, all these, all the scouts in attendance, like half the league was there, I think, if not more. And uh, just really, really nothing from either of them. Like, Corral was fine. Like He's not bad in the least. I'm just nothing to write home about. Um, Prospective will
0: play the box score. I'm going with Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, three tackles and a half a TFL against Washington. I thought he looked really disruptive, and they were moving him up and down the line. They have got him in, because when he was outside, they they would put two or three guys on him, so they put him inside sometimes, and he'd get a one-on-one with a guard, and he'd eat him, and Morris would just have to kind of throw it away, and he, he got a couple pressures doing that, um, and he looked really good against the run game, as he always does, and it just didn't feel like, because his stats weren't that great, he just didn't feel like he got talked about very much.
1: Did you see the Daniel Jeremiah tweet today that said um, one of his scouting buddies texted him and said "Uh, last year's class would have had 10 guys go first overall this year? Now I can get that with five of them being quarterbacks or whatever. Yes. But But. finding five other prospects that would go ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. And, I mean, look, I'm sure he was being exaggerative. But whatever. But let's say he wasn't. Finding five other prospects from last year's class that at the time if they were in this class, you know, not NFL experience already. Uh, that would go ahead of Thibodeau. I think that would be hard to find. But the quarterback, sure. But uh, I think finding five other guys would, would have been really, really tough. Um, yeah, big time. Almost feels like Thibodeau's not getting enough appreciation as the first overall pick. It's the, the East Coast bias. Probably is, right? Especially because the Pac-12 is so unwatchable this year. Um, and anyway. Utah. Go, you know who doesn't get any bias? The The SEC. They're just the best. It just means more. And I'm going down there to a team that uh, is criminally underrated all the time, Auburn. Um, and I'm going to the corner, who we haven't talked too much about. Uh, uh, kind of a draft Twitter darling, if I can use that term. Roger McCreary, who I, I did think looked really good against Tamu. Uh, not a flashy game, and hence outplayed the ba- the box score. Two tackles and, and a PPU. I just like he's pretty darn locked down. A um, couple times they went his way, and he had the one PPU, and if if he didn't get a play the ball he was just perfectly in phase and it was a bad throw from calzada but he was there and i just thought he whenever they went his way and just even when they weren't he was just perfectly in coverage and um i thought he was a little overrated but i haven't dug in too much on my career yet but just watching him um this week I, i'm like okay i can i can see it he's pretty he's pretty damn good uh overhyped i went back to zach
0: harrison because I came back the other way, and then it was just. Yeah. I don't know. T- Tariq Smith's better than him. Yeah. Like, straight up is much more impactful player. Zach Harrison. I, now, the broadcast is starting to do a better job of not acting like Zach Harrison is Chase Young or even close to being a top 50 guy. Like, they. Now, it might have been because it was Joel and Gus, so they kind of have a better idea of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, I'm still seeing Zach Harrison pop up in spots where it just feels
1: like ridiculous but even like draft people still are giving him i much. know it's it's weird uh similar idea but not to the same extent this a guy i like to bit in the summer you did not so credit to rob he hasn't had a bad year but i'm putting a marty barno here uh going back to friday night again uh i didn't feel his presence at all friday night in my opinion i i don't think you felt him on the field and barno's one of those guys who's had an okay season like i just said but you still see the hype, and all the hype is kind of built into the fact that he's going to test really well, and he's a really good athlete. He's really long, yeah. And he's big. Yeah, exactly. And so I think just all of that, and you're kind of wrapping it in, and he's been okay, but like when you really – like that's a good offensive line at Boston College, and he did nothing. And I don't know. Yeah. It feels more you know, sizzle than stick at this point with Barna. Uh, my, pop, my transfer popped is to Mori Touré. I put Ty Chandler. I had Touré here originally, but Chandler really went off for UNC – Two thirteen, four touchdowns. He is the Tennessee transfer running back at this point. Uh, Wake really couldn't stop him. Uh, he, he hasn't. He's had you know the couple really good games this year. He hasn't been phenomenal or anything, but this I mean, that was a that was a big game. is that, that the game of the week in your opinion? It had to be right. Oh no, definitely not. What was your game of the week? Boston uh, College, C-
0: C- C- Central and Western. <laughs> okay,
1: the, the game of the Saturday in the game of the Friday was Utah Stanford uh, yeah it was it, it was definitely the game of the week okay yeah that was great and yeah Chandler was one of those dudes uh, that popped off and I'm glad the ACC finally got a like a showcase game I don't know okay my my
0: final statement on that western central game small school guy who caught your eye Bernard Raymond mm-hmm. the the left tackle for central lives up to what everyone says uh, the former tight end the 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 guy who's only been playing football for a handful of years um, he looked he was just the size and the smoothness that in the Mac, it just stands out so significantly. Like, and, and just thinking about him versus a Mac tackle from last year and Tommy Doyle,
1: like Raymond's just on a completely other yeah. level. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Let's see what he does tomorrow night against the flashes. Am I right? Amen. <laughs> yeah. I already said mine was same school, Pimpleton. It was. Amazing. Uh, okay.
0: Uh, Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And... If you're looking for a live audio-only sports talk platform, either to talk sports or, alternatively, to listen to sports talk, sign up for Spotify Greenroom, the iOS app store that's free to download and to use, where you can talk to all kinds of people in the sports realm. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. I'd like to share my Week 10 experience. I'm in a slump. I've gone 2-3 and three the last two weeks. My record on the season is now 28-17. and 17. This week, I feel not confident about any of my picks.
1: I also went 2-3. and three. I'm also in a slump, but my slump is worse because I'm only 23-21-1 and one on the air. But, hey, head above water, Rob. That's all that matters. Respect, respect.
0: Okay, I'm I, 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 to stick with my tradition here, I'm, I'm going with a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. on ESPNU, Kent State, at Central Michigan. The Chips are two and a half point favorites. I ride with the Chips. They made me look like a fool last week. Uh, Daniel Richardson's my favorite Mac quarterback. I don't know why I bet against him. Lou Nichols is that dude. Khalil Pimpleton is the best player in the Mac, in the history of the Mac. Uh, I'm not a crumb, a crummyac like you. <laughs> I do like Marquez Cooper, but this is going to be a shootout. Pound the, the over on whatever the total is uh go chips <laughs> do you want to
1: guess what the total is 72 and a half really fucking good guess it's 75 holy shit yeah holy shit indeed uh i don't know why this isn't the the because the the niu game is on espn2 this is ESPN i don't know why that's not reversed uh stupid pick though terrible pick uh flash it up baby that's all i gotta say um I don't like picking the, the Wednesday games when we the podcast comes out like, like Tuesdays or whatever the fuck. Uh, so I'm jumping right to Saturday. Noon. ABC? It's not the big noon Saturday. It's the ABC game, baby, because it's old school football. The Michigan Wolverines at the Penn State N- the Lions. It's a pickup. I'm also
0: taking this. I'm also taking this.
1: Of course you're also taking this. Uh, look, I didn't want to pick it, but I felt like I had to. Um... I'm going to remove my hearts from the equation and I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines. No jinx, no reverse jinx involved, Me too. nothing involved. Uh, I can't believe it. it. It's a weird game because I feel like Penn State kind of should be ranked.
0: And it's, yes. it, 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 it's in uh, College Park. Yes. That, wait, I mixed up where Penn State is. State College. State College. College Park's Maryland. Yes. Um, and still Big Ten country. Uh, so it feels kind of weird, like, but I still like how's Michigan not favored was kind of my takeaway. Mm-hmm. I also think Sean Clifford's going to be a, given what we've seen from that Penn State offensive line in recent weeks, uh, and what we've seen from Aiden Hutchinson, and David Ajabo, like those guys are going to eat Sean Clifford alive. Like the, the defense, Michigan's defense alone, I think, wins this game.
1: Now, Clifford had a pretty good game last week, but it was the Terps. And it's really just stopped Jahan Dotson because he had a massive game against. Him. We didn't talk about him because it was the Terps, but he had a, he had 242 and three touchdowns. Like David Bell, better than David Bell numbers, really. He's been a monster too. Uh, so watching that that Dotson against the Michigan secondary, that's been better this year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, even I mean, I think Corum should be good to go for Saturday. But even if not, the, I think even Michigan's offense should. Should be able to move it a little bit on the pen. I don't know. It's gonna be low scoring. What's the total in this game? I didn't look, but it should be should be low. But I, mean, I think the yeah, I totally agree. Ojabo and, and Hutch are gonna be way too much for uh yeah for that line. Big agree. Um, my other or uh, the other noon
0: game to to watch that is the big noon Saturday yeah. game. Uh, on Fox number eight Oklahoma at number 12 Baylor I went back and forth on this because like, I, I think because I like the way Baylor plays Um, you've talked about it how they've kind of leaned into run the football play good defense yep. do the opposite of the rest of the big 12 and, and just the scares Oklahoma has had but like Caleb Williams has been incredible different so I team I, yeah I, 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 I'm gonna go and take the Sooners minus five and a half on the road uh, this is a great test to see how good
1: this Baylor team actually is though uh, Baylor bit me last week, uh, not only not covering against TCU, but losing in the Jerry Kill game. <laughs> yeah, this is a different team with Caleb Williams. Everything before Williams, I know they had you know the Kansas game still, but I think Oklahoma goes in and covers and wins. I'm going to say easy, because I think Baylor is a little more difficult in the house that RG3 built, but I, 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 like, the, I like the Sooners to cover and win. Um, I'm jumping. Do you have any three thirty games? I do, and I got one more noon game. Oh, wanna. okay, go for it. Noon matchup of I. I tried to get the ranked teams, and I realized there was more ranked games, but I don't care. Mississippi State at Auburn. Auburn's minus five and a half. I don't like the the Tigers of Auburn, but I don't think Mississippi State's good both either. Both these
0: teams, these both these teams
1: are frauds. And um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the team right. that is uh, more physical and. A fraud, but they win these stupid Missi- football games, and I'm taking Miss- Auburn. Mississippi State's rank just so the Bama ranking
0: makes more sense.
1: Yes, I think that's true. I think that is very true. So I'm taking Auburn to cover. They win by a touchdown. I think I'm I feel pretty good with that. And uh, what's your 3:30 game? Oh, Purdue, Ohio State. I already said it off the top of the show. Oh, right. Boilermakers getting 20 points. The giant killers. I bet against them like idiots last week. Um, Come on! I know it's not Ross Aid. I know it's not Ross Aid, but they got they got the magic. Rob feels it in his gut. They already have Ohio State's number. I can see his gut wrenching right now. He knows it's coming. They struggle against Nebraska. Purdue's taking down Ohio State. I believe it. I know he did. I'm, you're not going to hear an argument
0: for me. I know. I mean, all they've done is done this this year, and all Ohio State's done is look bad. Come on, uh, but but
1: realistically, even getting twenty points, they're going to hang around.
0: Uh, 7 p.m. ESPN, number 14, Texas AM. and uh, Heads to Oxford to take on number 16, Ole Miss. It's my last um, pick. Weird game. Yeah. A uh, 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 run the ball, play strong defense versus Ole Miss's defense played well, but uh, uh, more of a high-flying attack. Yeah. Two different styles. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Um, at home, if Corral and Zach Calzada have to get in the shootout, if it's on Alabama on the other side, I don't think Calzada can do it. Um Another week for Corral to get healthy. Uh, I am excited to see maybe Sam Williams face a little bit of Kenyon Green. Mm. Um, and that Ole Miss offensive line against DeMarvin Leal in the fellas.
1: But uh, low-key good trench game. But, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know. I just I think Corral
1: can win this game. I'm taking texas Am i A&M. I'm still a little worried about Corral being banged up. Um, texas A&M, if they're anything, they're physical. Uh, the spread is kind of weird. But Ole Miss is such a – like you can't – Peg this team, you know, like one week they they go and get into a shootout with Arky, and the next they get blown out. Like they're really tough to really get a good reading on what they are. And that going back to Corral not being healthy, at least I know Texas a and is going to come in, play really good defense, play a scrappy game, and kind of out physical Ole Miss. And I'll, I'll take I'll take them to win by field goal. Um. Okay. My final, is that all your games? All my games. Seven thirty,
0: ACC Network. Number 19, NC State at number 9, Wake Forest. Now, if Wake had beat North Carolina last week, mm-hmm. I would have said NC State, perfect time to upset them. Uh, this is an interesting one because both these teams, NC State has not gotten talked about very much, even though they're ranked in their 7-2, and two, and Dave Doran's done a great job. Yeah, Devin Leary's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Leary, like Sam Hartman, kind of, Big blow-up this season, and but just really not being talked about. Zonvin Knight, uh, running back for NC State. Uh, Ickham at left tackle, one of the best in the country. Uh, Emeka Mezzi at receiver. Like, NC State's loaded on offense, and they play good defense. Daniel Joseph, the Penn State transfer, and Canadians, I got to watch. I'm doing my 10 good minutes on this game, by the way. Um, but, but because Wake comes off the loss – I think they're angry. Sam Hartman had a huge game once again. Uh, A.T. Perry and, and um, Jaquari Roberson, no one can cover those two. I don't think NC State's got, got the pass defense to hang. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be a, a, a good game, but, but Wake wins by, like, seven.
1: Oh, okay. I, I thought I don't know why, but I thought you were going to go NC State. Um, no,
0: if, if, if hey, I promise you, if Wake had beat North Carolina, I'd go NC State, but –
1: do you? I, Those I two of my
0: favorite teams. I, like I love Dave Doran and I love Dave Claussen. Well,
1: you've said a lot of things about Dave Doran like running the thing closest to an NFL program out there. Yeah, well, he does. Um, you know what? Dave Dave Clawson runs the cleanest college football program. Do, do before we leave? Do you know what the ABC Saturday Night game is? I don't think I checked now. Cause there's there's not that many seven o'clock games, and I feel like if, if I gave you five guesses, you wouldn't be able to get guess correctly. Just the
0: kn- you give me the conference? Will it give it away? Uh,
1: you, it's an ACC game, and it's not NC State and Wake, but it's not really an ACC game. That's your answer. Is, is Clemson playing Florida State? It's Notre Dame in Virginia. Hmm. I don't like, know why. That, that's, that's an kind NBC. Of a- it's like kind of a fun game. Brandon Armstrong's going all the quarterback awards. So, <laughs> if you gave me like honestly like the seven o'clock, there's a couple of good games. If you gave me like five guesses, I would never have guessed that because I I'd assume it would be on NBC. Uh, but NBC showing um, reruns of La Brea. So if you haven't caught up with that yet, check it out. La Brea Tuesdays on NBC.